Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or if it's even possible. I hear you and I want to help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called the Personalized Roadmap to Teacher Burnout Recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery that's going to give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey, packed with resources and support along the way. Head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz or head over to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, hey, teacher friends, welcome back to episode 46 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. I am seriously so excited for this last episode in the sustainability series because it's all about my new favorite tool to automate teacher tasks. Now, if you guessed ChatGPT, you would be right. And I'm going to be honest, there are some definite drawbacks or concerns to be aware of. And we're going to touch on some of those in this episode. But when it comes to eliminating your overwhelm, the teacher burnout, There's a lot more benefits than drawbacks for sure, and I want to share with you the best ways that you can prompt ChatGPT and some of my favorite ways to use it to streamline it and automate some of my tasks. So let's not waste any time and let's get into it. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, strategies, mindset shifts, and discussing hot topics in teacher resilience with other knowledgeable experts so that you can ditch the overwhelm, prevent burnout, and create the life you've been dreaming about. So let's get started, and let me remind you that you too are a resilient teacher. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know that this series was brought to you by the Automate Your Classroom program, and the doors are opening this weekend, April the 7th. So if you're at this place where you want to stop working those nights and weekends, you want to get back 10 to 20 hours of the time that you're spending outside of contract hours on all of your tasks, eliminate time-wasting tasks, get that work-life balance you crave, and simplify your workload, I invite you to join the waitlist for my upcoming course, Automate Your Classroom, where I'm going to walk you through the step-by-step process of how to really reflect on what's working, what's not working for your sustainability in your career, with assessments to determine which components you need to simplify, as well as take you on your personal, individualized journey to creating this system that's going to work best for your classroom. From there, I'm going to give you the tools that you can use to develop automations, even if you have no technology background, which are going to allow you to create a system from scratch tailored to your specific needs, giving you that energy, that capacity to do the things in teaching that actually move the needle forward and impact your students and their growth. I am so excited to offer this because inside there's going to be a comprehensive automation tech vault that will include templates for automated emailing to parents, colleagues, automated grading, co-planning, lesson planning, curriculum mapping, 
all kinds of good stuff. You can learn more and get on the wait list at teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash automate your classroom. I will be sending a wait list only discount email before the doors open. So you're going to want to get on the wait list now. And while automation is definitely one of my favorite actionable ways to reduce overwhelm, burnout, and job creep, ChatGPT, since its availability in December of 2022, has really changed the game. And if you haven't heard of ChatGPT, it's a form of artificial intelligence that is kind of trained to generate human-like responses to prompts or questions. So if you've ever used like predictive text on your iPhone or other phone before, it's similar to this, but like a lot smarter. Think like Alexa or Siri on steroids. Because we can actually like hold a conversation with it by asking specific questions and it gives us this more in-depth response based on those questions or statements. Have you ever been like scrolling on Facebook or another platform and it's like there are these ads about something you were just talking about? That's because social media platforms are already incorporating AI to analyze your activity and then provide you with more personalized content. Think like ads, suggested friends, even articles. Twitter even uses AI to analyze and filter tweets, which helps users see relevant or useful content. AI has been around for a while. It's just not been as accessible as ChatGPT made it, where it's not a lot of coding and all this random stuff that we don't know anything about. And there are a lot of teachers who think that like AI is going to take over their classroom. I mean, even South Park hopped on this train of thinking. Uh, I think it was in episode four of season 26, Stan and his classmates used AI to write their essays. And I think this is a real fear that teachers have when it comes to their students using AI like ChatGPT, that they can plagiarize. And before we really dive into how to use it as a tool to reduce this overwhelm for us, I think it's really important to talk about how it's really going to impact our students and how we teach as well. It's possible, sure, you know, that students can use it for plagiarizing or whatever. But let's be honest, the generation of the text that it does create is like really formulaic and without the right prompting, it's kind of bland. It's like C minus type writing. But there are some AI detection websites available to really check for this type of thing. You can use OpenAI's text classifier, originality.ai, or even winston.ai. There's a lot of them out there to choose from. But I think what's really important is to really ensure that our students are not using it for plagiarism purposes by teaching them the appropriate use how to use it as a tool. This might take a little bit of mindset work on your part, but here are just four tips that I have for that. Number one, educate yourself and your students. As with any new technology, we have to teach the responsible use of the tool. Students need to understand that AI-generated content still needs to be properly cited. It's They can't pass it off as their own original work. Number two, Assign unique prompts. We can assign these prompts that really require students to use their own knowledge and critical thinking to complete assignments. This makes it more difficult for them to rely on ChatGPT to generate the content for them. Number three, 
it goes without saying, you're going to have to monitor student work. This adds another layer to what we're already doing, but being vigilant and monitoring the student's work to ensure that it's original, not plagiarized, using this plagiarism detection software, checking it for inconsistencies in your writing style and comparing student work to previously submitted assignments is really going to allow us to set the precedent here. And number four, set those clear expectations. We have to set those expectations for our students when it comes to academic integrity, plagiarism. This can involve creating a code of conduct that outlines the consequences of plagiarism and emphasizing the importance of academic integrity. I truly don't think it's something we should be so afraid of, but instead really shifting that mindset that artificial intelligence can really transform our society where we're more efficient, we're more productive, we're solving some serious problems in our world rather than just generation of content. And I want to crush anyone's thought process that AI is going to take over our jobs as teachers. Here's the thing. As we've talked about throughout this series, there are so many parts to our jobs as educators. It's not just about writing lesson plans. There is some humanization that comes down to it. We as teachers are responsible for not only imparting knowledge to our students, but for also creating this supportive, engaging learning environment. We provide emotional support, foster those critical thinking skills, and help our students really navigate the complexities of the world around us. These are tasks that AI can't do, okay? They can't do it at the same level as a human teacher. While AI can assist us with certain tasks to help us streamline our workflows, it can't replace that human connection that is at the heart of teaching. So while AI will undoubtedly continue to transform the way that we work, I believe that it's going to ultimately serve to enhance our abilities as teachers rather than replace them. As we move into a more artificially intelligent world, I think things like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking are just going to be more important than ever before. These are the skills that are uniquely human, and they're skills that cannot be easily replicated by AI. In fact, the rise of AI may actually make these skills even more valuable in the workplace because machines are going to be better at performing routine tasks and humans are left to focus on those more creative and complex aspects of their jobs. Like as educators, it's our responsibility to help our students develop skills and prepare them for the future of the workforce. We have to encourage this creativity, this emotional intelligence, this critical thinking in the classroom, and then provide opportunities for our students to develop these skills in meaningful ways. This means moving away from that traditional rote learning and standardized testing and towards more of a student-centered and project-based learning. These are some of the things that I truly believe that we've been missing in the education space for a long time. Max Tegmark, who is the co-founder of Future of Life Institute and a professor at MIT, said it best, AI is not a silver bullet. It's just a powerful tool that can improve human decision-making and solve complex problems. And before I can really share with you the power that AI can provide us in our current system, we have to smash through some of those mindset blocks that we have about it. Currently, our education system's broken. I don't think anyone can disagree with that. And there are so many layers to it that really 
impact the equity of learning, the gaps that we see. So we we kind of have to abandon some of those thought processes that led us to standardized testing, that curriculum that doesn't meet all of our students' needs. And we have to prepare our students for the future. Doing the same old way is just going to continue leading us down this path of frustration, doing a bunch of tasks that really aren't conducive to truly educating our students. Because when it comes down to it, artificial intelligence is opening up new opportunities for people to pursue their passions, realize their full potential, because these tools allow for more creativity and innovation. When we're focused on more of this design thinking, collaboration, experimentation as a system, we've kind of failed to dedicate any meaningful time to these practices, these ways of living. And we focused on the memorization of information so the students can just pass an exam like a factory. I mean, if you think about it, workplaces are tearing their hair out because we've got employees that can have great exam grades, but they don't have the skills to deal with people. They don't have communication. They don't have problem-solving skills. And I think in order to really begin using technology like AI, we've got to start thinking out of the box where we can start to use this technology with intention of creating more collaborative environments. And I'll step down from my soapbox about this because I know you really want to know how to use it to save your time and energy, but I had to make these counter arguments for any of those teachers out there who were like, it's going to take over education and or those who are a little bit skeptical. Hopefully my little pep talk supported you in clarifying the intent behind this. So when it comes to really using chat GPT, some teachers will also say, you know, it gives really basic information. And I agree, it absolutely can do that. But it's all in the prompting. The authors of the AI classroom, Daniel Fitzpatrick, Amanda Fox, and Brad Weinstein, came up with this acronym and framework for really writing your requests for AI. It's called PREP. And the first step is to P, to prompt it. This is where you're setting the scene. You're creating the foundation for the rest of the instructions. So you're you're introducing the question with the prompt. So most people will just stop at this first step and there's prompts like, you know, create an academic quiz about cells or grade this answer and give reasons for your judgment. These are super basic. They're not going to give you really good responses. The second step is to give it a role. When you assign it a role, you give the artificial intelligence a clear understanding of what you want it to accomplish, basically giving it a hat to wear for the task at hand. So for the situation of the quiz, you might say you're an experienced teacher who is an expert at creating quizzes that engage and challenge students. For the grading, you might say you're a qualified examiner who grades English exam papers. You're renowned for your impartiality and fair marking. See how that's very different than the first part? This is leading you down more creative paths. The third step is E, give it explicit instructions. You can't really assume that it knows what you're thinking or what you need. When you give it more explicit instructions, you can ensure like it's on the same page. Think instructions for Amelia Bedelia. If you give really vague instructions, it's not going to have enough information and it doesn't know unless you prompt it to do so, to ask questions to get more information. So this might look like for your quiz prompt, write five questions, use Bloom's taxonomy to make sure that the questions develop a deeper understanding. Use various question types, provide answers at the end. Or for the grading prompt, this is an exam question, provide it with the 
exam question. This is the answer you're marking. Here's the answer. This is the mark scheme you should use to grade it. And then you provide that. Your explicit instructions can be as detailed as you want. And the more thought and detail you put into it, the more you can tailor the response that you get. And the last step is to P, set the precise parameters. This means you're defining the scope and the boundaries of the answer, which can really help the bot to really understand what you're looking for while enabling it to provide a more accurate response. So some examples of this might be the tone of the response, the language of the response, the word length, number of paragraphs, sentiment, format, reading age, things like format this with headers or subheadings, bullet points, or write this in a formal and caring tone. So if you're getting really basic responses, I definitely recommend using some of these tips to getting more of the responses that you want and need. So when we think about automation and using AI for this purpose, I've been using it for a lot of things. And like I've talked about throughout the series, I've used it for more complex ways of automation where I've systemized it. But you don't have to go all in like that. You don't have to use it as part of this more complex system. This can just be a plug and play type thing. It's still saving you tons of time, tons of brain power, tons of energy, where you just head over prompt it. The first way that I would recommend using it for streamlining this workflow is just creating templates for various things. Emails. Is anyone else like really terrible at drafting difficult emails, just like emails in general? So think about those emails that you really struggle with writing bad behavior, missing assignments, those types of things. Like I've struggled for years to write these emails to parents when a student was misbehaving or having issues in the classroom. Like I worried about the tone of the email, how it might be perceived by the parent. But my admin like always requires that we follow up, keep a paper trail. So using ChatGPT, we can ask it to write an email template for a teacher to send to parents when their child is exhibiting an inappropriate behavior in class. Ask for support from the parent. Use a tone that's collaborative, caring, kind, friendly. End with asking to set up a conference. This kind of takes out that guesswork behind, like, how do you write this? <laughs> I can't be the only one who felt that way. Getting ChatGPT to write templates for emails to parents can significantly streamline the workflow and reduce burnout for teachers by just providing them with a time-saving, efficient tool that can help them communicate with parents effectively, efficiently. Writing these personalized emails to each parent, that's time-consuming. Teachers often have to repeat the same message multiple times. That's leading to burnout, leading to spending a lot of time doing things that they don't need to do. By using these templates, we can save that time, ensure that communicating a concern in a clear, consistent, effective manner. These also help us to avoid these errors, maintain a professional tone while addressing sensitive, difficult topics. They can also be customized to really reflect specific needs of each student, and they can be used as like a starting point just for discussions between teachers and parents. Whether you're writing to ask about a student's absence, announcing an upcoming school activity, requesting assistance, you can ask the chatbot to write it for you. The second way that I think saves teachers a lot of time and energy is for differentiation for students. I think most teachers struggle with this when it comes to finding ways to differentiate for like our English language learners, our special education students, just differing learning styles, those who need access to the instruction that we're really providing. And not all curriculum 
provides this. So we end up searching for things that are on our students' levels and spending hours trying to create these lessons that really allow for that access when we can just pop it over to ChatGPT and get it to differentiate for us, generating that content and those activities based on student interests, learning styles, instructional levels. So an example of this prompt for a seventh grade teacher might be, I want you to act as a seventh grade teacher who is teaching a lesson on finding theme. You will create a lesson plan that teaches theme for seventh grade students that differentiates the lesson for some students who have reading disability, are currently reading on a fourth grade level, some students who have attention deficit disorder and need chunking of larger lessons, and English language learners who require vocabulary pre-teaching. Please include all lesson materials and differentiated activities. That's a high quality prompt, if I do say so myself. If you had a specific text you were using, you could also ask for that text to be provided or written on a specific grade level so that students could access it in that way. Like I'm telling you the amount of time you can save just by utilizing ChatGPT for these types of tasks is immeasurable. Some other ways to get in on ChatGPT to help you differentiate might be ask for additional explanations and examples for students who might need more support in understanding a concept. You might ask to, to provide visual aids such as diagrams or videos to really help students better understand a concept, um, offer alternative assessments that allow for students to demonstrate their understanding in different ways, like projects, presentations, written responses, the use of adaptive technology like text-to-speech software or online learning platforms, different levels of scaffolding like sentence frames or graphic organizers to really help students organize their thoughts and ideas, offer small group or one-to-one instruction to provide more personalized support, um, differentiated instruction strategies like tiered assignments, flexible grouping to allow students to work at their own pace and level. Um, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. ChatGPT can also be used to provide additional support and resources for students who need it by answering their questions, just providing examples, explanations, having them to prompt ChatGPT. The last way that I want to talk about using ChatGPT for automation, but again, this isn't like a comprehensive list, is just to use for actually creating your workflow. Like if you're struggling with determining the best way to handle a bunch of tasks, ask ChatGPT. So you're struggling to figure out a way, the most efficient way to grade 175 essays. Pop it in. Say, I have 175 students in my ninth grade English class. They all wrote five-page essays. What's the most efficient way to grade them? I'm having trouble managing all of my emails and messages from parents and colleagues. What are some strategies for managing my inbox efficiently? I have a lot of paperwork to complete for my students' IEPs or 504 plans. What are some time-saving strategies for completing this paperwork? Um, another one might be, I need to create progress reports for all of my students, but I don't have a lot of time. What are some efficient ways to create progress reports? I mean, the list can go on, but this frees up that brain space for teachers to focus on more important tasks and responsibilities, ultimately reducing their workload, helping to prevent that burnout. By using ChatGPT to handle routine tasks, like grading assignments, generating lesson plans, answering student questions, providing personalized feedback, teachers can really save a lot of valuable time and energy that can be redirected towards more meaningful and impactful aspects of our jobs, like developing engaging curriculum, building relationships with our students, fostering that positive classroom environment, 
And by leveraging this power of AI to streamline our administrative tasks, we can achieve a better work-life balance, leading to greater job satisfaction, long-term career success. If we continue to be afraid to use tools like this to our advantage, we're really doing ourselves and our students a disservice when we can really just reimagine what education looks like and can be for our society. I don't think that AI is this end-all be-all, but because it's available, we can use it for so many purposes. Automation is an incredibly powerful tool. It has the potential to really revolutionize the way that we work, the way that we learn, the way that we live. By embracing automation, we can free up our time and mental energy, allowing us to focus on the most important aspects of our work and our personal lives. This is particularly true for us as teachers. We face an immense workload and we're constantly juggling a variety of different responsibilities. Using tools like ChatGPT to automate routine tasks can really be a game changer, allowing us to focus on working more efficiently and more effectively. And this in turn can really lead to better outcomes for students because as we're able to spend more time engaging with our students, providing that individualized feedback, developing innovative curriculum, we're closing those gaps, we're making learning more accessible. Of course, it's really important to recognize that AI, it's not this silver bullet. It's not going to solve all of our problems. It's not going to replace human teachers anytime soon. However, by leveraging the power of AI to really automate these tasks, we can create a more productive, efficient, fulfilling educational experience for both ourselves and our students. Ultimately, the key to success in education is to find that right balance between automation and human connection. By embracing technology, using it to our advantage, we can create a more vibrant, engaging, effective educational experience for everybody that's involved. So let's not be like afraid to embrace tools that are available to us and reimagine what education can be for our society. Speaking of those tools, I'm really excited to offer some bonuses in the Automate Your Classroom program that are focused around AI for teachers. One of them being my ebook that I released in January. It includes over 50 prompts to use in your classroom that streamline and reduce burnout, but I'm also including in the program a workshop you won't find anywhere else all about automating with AI in that more complex fashion where it's not just this plug and play thing, but it's part of your automation system that's going to save you time, energy, sanity. So if you haven't hopped on the wait list for the Automate Your Classroom program, you're definitely going to want to get in on that so that you can get on the wait list only discounts when the doors open. Don't forget, you are a resilient teacher. We're in this together. You've got this. Before you go, head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash podcast to check out any links, freebies, and resources discussed in this episode so that you can start recovering from or preventing burnout and reigniting your passion for teaching. If you liked this episode and it helped you or made you think in any way, I know it will be for other educators too. So subscribe and leave a review so more educators can find this community as well. Did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the teachers in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and tell me and post it in your stories. What do you say that we start creating a trail for more teachers around us so that we can start to make the change in the system of education, how teachers are seen and respected, and for ourselves? I look forward to connecting with you more on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to chat more about burnout, resilience, and teacher support. I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>